Welcome to the Wellness Hustle Podcast. I'm Kirsty Taylor, your host, a writer, a storyteller, and a wanderer of life. I struggled so much in the past, and it wasn't until I started to focus on myself that I saw true change and really started living my life. This podcast is aimed to help you realize that this whole work hard, play hard mantra bullshit has not been cutting it. We need to focus on what truly matters. Think of this podcast as a tool for finally hustling for yourself. So let's shift our focus from the external to the internal because in the end, you deserve it. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Wellness Hustle Podcast. So this week, I got to interview a really badass female entrepreneur, and she's done so much with the 21 years of life that she's had on this planet so far. It's pretty insane, and honestly, it's just really inspiring. And yeah, we had a really good talk. We got to meet in person in Hollywood, and it was really cool. I love being able to interview in person and get to know people on a more like intimate level, And it's kind of the whole reason that I started this podcast. I love connecting with people and learning more about their life and everything. So yeah, it was really fun, really cool. Let's see, any updates or interesting things that have happened in my life? Recently, I took on, this is going to sound so mundane, but I took on walking. I took on morning walks and I've realized that lately in the midst of a lot of uncertainty that I have going forward with this podcast and my writing, my worst times tend to be in the morning. I wake up and I'm just like, like, what am I doing? What is my direction? And so instead of just ruminating in those thoughts or instead of just turning on Netflix and kind of just like masking it all and not thinking about it all, I've decided to go on walks. I mean, I am extremely, extremely grateful to be able to live so close to the beach. So it takes me about 20, 25 minutes to walk to the beach. And I just pop in my earbuds and I listen to, not AirPods, earbuds. I wish I had AirPods. I do not have that kind of money. I pop in my um, headphones and I just listen to Audible books until I get to the beach. And then I just sit and think. I don't know why, but I feel the most at home and the most myself when I'm out in nature by myself. It's, I mean, some people feel most themselves when they're with other people and some people feel most themselves when they're alone, but I just feel most myself when I'm alone in nature. If I'm alone in my apartment, I tend to get in my head a lot and then that doesn't lead to great things. But when I get out in nature and I just like have a chance to really stop and think about what's going on and what's bothering me or what's going well... That just tends to be where I'm most happy, most myself. So yeah, the walks have been game-changing. Yeah, it's been really nice. Today I walked out to the ocean for the first time. Today was the first time I walked to the ocean. So I walked straight out to the ocean. I was pumped up because of the book that I'm reading, which is called Artists Don't Starve by Jeff Goins. Really, really good. So I was listening to that book. I was already pumped up. And then I get to the ocean. I was about to sit down and watch the waves from a bench off like where the sand starts. But instead, I decided to just go walk up to the ocean. And the second that I get there, a pod of dolphins just swims by. I'm like, okay, this is just meant to be. You know when stuff like that happens, it's like life being like, hey, hey, Kirsty, just letting you know you did the right thing. Here's a sign. Here you go. It was, <laughs> it was really nice. It was really cool. And so, yeah. I'm going to keep up with this whole walking to the beach thing. I mean, it's great exercise. Manhattan Beach has, like, crazy hills, so it's really good exercise. And then it's just nice to be able to 
start a new morning routine that's not keeping me in my ruminating thoughts or any like negative thoughts that I have sometimes. And I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah, I have negative thoughts. I have uncertainty. I have doubt. But it's just how you choose to work through them. I don't want to get into details, but I recently came across a very big motivational speaker who touts becoming yourself and like getting rid of toxic masculinity and all this stuff and like has talks about successful relationships and stuff. And I don't want to point fingers or anything, but I was wondering, I was like, oh, like, what happened to his girlfriend? He was always around and stuff. And I found out that he actually cheated on her. And so I'm not here to talk about cheating or anything like that because I'm sure there's more to the story that I don't know. But it's just like, even people that seem like they have it figured out are still sometimes figuring it out. Not that any of you think I have it all figured out. Maybe you do, in which case, cool. (laughs) So yeah, I struggle with uncertainty. I struggle with doubt. And I mean, I kind of like to be thought of as, as like someone that's kind of telling her telling you all what I need to hear. Like sometimes I'm just learning it as I go and trying to pretend like I'm something that I'm not or other people, a lot of people do that. They try to pretend like they're this positivity master or self-help master guru. It's like, okay, cool if you are and are legit. Sup Dalai Lama. But like we all struggle. We all have doubt and uncertainty and Letting people in on those parts of us that aren't perfect is how we are going to make change and how people will be able to relate to us and be able to receive our message better. So yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. That's what's been going on in my life. The walks have been game-changing. I posted today on Instagram that if you're ever feeling uncertain or anxious or have doubt, replace those ruminating thoughts with some fresh air. I promise you It's going to feel so much better. Even if you don't want to go for a walk, just do it. The act of moving our body and thinking about something else is just so helpful. The guest that I talked to this week is Alexa Curtis. She is an amazing human being. I'm so lucky we got to see each other in person. So her story is that she grew up in a small town in Connecticut and she was always bullied and felt like she didn't fit in. And so at 12 years old, she started a blog and it was called A Life in the Fashion Lane. It was a lot about fashion, but it slowly transformed into more and more about her feelings and things that relate to like teens, body image, mental health. And so as it evolved and as Alexa evolved, it became more of a mental health platform for teens. It's now called Life Unfiltered with Alexa Curtis. She also hosts a podcast and she also hosts a Radio Disney show called Fearless Every Day. And she has been crushing the entrepreneurship game. She does talks in colleges all over America. She's talked alongside Serena Williams at Penn Woman and has been featured in numerous magazines for the work that she does. Essentially, she's done a lot for someone who's only 21 years old. And she is totally crushing the game. And she has an amazing message that she's spreading amongst teens and people in college. It's really beautiful. We dive into a lot of different topics. A lot of creating your own life, how social media impacts our mental health. You guys are going to love this one. I hope that you are impacted by her in some way, shape, or form, just like I was. All right, guys. I'm here with Alexa. Hello. Thank you for meeting with me. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes. I'm so... It's been a while since I've been in Hollywood. 
It's quite the area. Yeah. You already had a WeWork that you were at, and I am a WeWork, so you were, like, already logged on to the Wi-Fi, so it's cool that you're at WeWork. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't love the area, but... Yeah. Yeah. No, Hollywood has some good parts. I've actually... I used to, li- I used to work in this area, in Sunset and Vine. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's exact. There's another WeWork there, too. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's wow. WeWork is everywhere. From 1600 Vine. I think of WeWork's now, like, Starbucks. Right? Like, yeah. Especially... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, especially in Los Angeles. They're literally everywhere. I guess it's the 2019 obsession with like entrepreneurship and like hustle culture and yeah. coffee. Yeah. I don't know. And saving money because damn, it's so much more, it's so much cheaper to get a space here than to get an actual office, office. space. Yeah. That's a long commitment and everything. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Well, very cool. Thank you. Yeah. So how about you start with just talking a little bit about how you get into the work that you do? Yeah. So back in 2011, I'm from a really small town in Eastern Connecticut, and I never fit in. And I didn't have any money or any connections or anything, but I was always really in love with writing. Uh, so pretty much in like 7th to 12th grade, I was pretty badly bullied. I went to public high school um, and public middle school. And then I started this blog that was initially a fashion blog. Mm-hmm. And then from 12, which is when I started the blog, to 14, I just kept emailing different people and really putting myself out there and made a LinkedIn profile and then kind of started taking it a little bit more seriously as I got to about 16 and I convinced my mom to let me drop out of public high school and go to online school Um, because at that time I was still planning to go to college and I just was failing out so bad that I and everyone was kind of like you're not going to be successful so I decided to um, drop out with the intention that I would do better in online school so I could still go to college Mm -hmm. and then the day that I dropped out I actually got a phone call from Rachel Ray and they had found my blog and wanted me to go on the show. So that kind of wow. really came to doing, yeah, uh, different TV things. Mm-hmm. And then basically since then, I'm 21 now, I've built it out and changed it into this lifestyle platform for teens on social media and mental health. Uh, so I have a show on Radio Disney that premiered last September called Fearless Every Day and my podcast and the website. Um, so really just trying to empower young people to get out of their comfort zone and follow their dreams and do something different with their life. Yeah, totally. So you think you got into that because of what you went through personally? Oh, 100%. I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't gone through what I went through as a child. Yeah, yeah. And you said you were bullied. So how did you, I mean, as an adult, like that can still impact you. Like, How did you work through that? You know, bullying is so difficult because it's so prevalent and it's so prevalent through your adult life, your childhood. And I think that it really just comes to getting older and learning that anyone who puts you down now that I know whether it's behind a computer screen or something, even in person, is obviously dealing with their own insecurities. And I think that as you get older, you just that's just a name that you start to realize that. But it's not easy. I mean, for me, it was my blog. That's how I got through it. So that's how I get through it with you know, isolating themselves or meditating or whatever. But for me, it just was writing. That's what really kept me going. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of have to find like what really works for you and what yeah. helps you. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you write about when you first started your blog? So when I started it, I called it a life in the fashion lane and I was really into fashion. Not that I had any money, but it was really just a fashion blog. And I was like not a good writer. I was so young, um, but I just kept writing about fashion and then I started emailing different brands and got myself invited to fashion week when I was like 14 Um, and that's how I started going to fashion week and go back and then write about that on my blog Uh, so it really just consistently stayed with fashion until about 16 when I started writing more for Huffington Post and Mm -hmm. online different magazines I had reached out to and then I started talking more about like mental health and my eating disorder and stuff Um, and then I kind of switched it over to be less about fashion and writing about things that I thought were more important. Right. Yeah. Which is like more to the mental health aspect and everything. Yeah. 
Cool. So I noticed that you talk a lot about negative self-talk. What have you done to like alleviate that? It's very difficult. Even today, one of my friends texted me. She started a, like a little company and she was like, I just feel like I'm too tough on myself and it's, it's holding me back. And I was yeah. kind of like, and still am brainstorming what to say back with her because I still struggle with that. I think everyone does, mm-hmm. think especially if you're an entrepreneur, it's so hard to not be so hard on yourself. But I've had so many, like, I guess, um, to put it into words, like I've had so many high times and then so many low times. Right. So I think that right. trying to find that balance of when things are not going well, mm-hmm. um, just realizing that it's only temporary because right. in the old days when I was younger, I would get so heated and like so upset. And if it was something like somebody didn't like a TV segment that I've done or I, I they didn't want to pay me or something, that would just ruin my entire week. And now I just kind of like, okay, and I go on to the next thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's very important to to realize that in your personal life and also your business life um, right? and just to like surround yourself with people who bring you up. Like mm-hmm. whenever I have a day that's just really terrible, which sometimes is quite often, um, just always having like one person you can call who mm-hmm. just can kind of like bring you back down to reality, I think is really important. Yeah. That is super important because if you're just always up in your head and you can't speak it out and tell it to other people, then it's just going to get, and a lot of people don't want to necessarily kind of say that they're having a hard time. And I think yeah. that's the biggest issue is, I'm now the biggest person to admit that I'm having a hard time. I have no shame in saying that. So no. Overcoming that shame because the, you're the one giving yourself the shame, right? Like every, you're human. You're not supposed to be perfect 24-7. Right. Exactly. That's so interesting that you say that. Even like – so I went through an eating disorder as well and like when I – It was so hard for me to admit that I needed help or that I needed to reach out to people. But it wasn't until I saw people actually speaking about it themselves. And I was like, whoa. And then seeing them talk about it, I was like, okay, I can do this. I can start to work towards my recovery and everything. Well, that's why social media sometimes is so great uh, is because you can relate to people who are dealing with Mm -hmm. certain things. I mean, that brings other negativity sometimes, but that definitely is a positive side of the internet is when you see other people kind of that you can relate to, that you realize you're not alone. Totally, totally. And it's so interesting that you said that about the feelings will come and go. We were just talking about like the tattoo that I wanted, which is the ellipses, which the whole reason I want that is because it's a little subtle reminder that this too shall pass. Our emotions, like the hardest times we get through it. And yeah, it's easy to dwell in the negative thinking and everything, but it does. It's very easy. And it's very easy to pity yourself. And that's something I do all the time. Like, I I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, this is so terrible. And then I'm like, why do I feel bad for myself? Like, there's kids dying. Like, shut the fuck up and move on. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to die. I mean, I think there's some room to be like, all right, there's there's those emotions. But at the same time, you're right. Like, it's like... You're only hurting yourself if you're ruminating and dwelling. Yes, exactly. exactly. That's why I love meditating is because I feel like that's, that's kind so cool. of the day that I really kind of like not have any thoughts in my head. So yeah. I encourage you to do that if you're dealing with what is, like, negative thoughts. Yeah. What does your meditation practice look like? Well, I use Headspace. I love Headspace. Oh, I love them. Yes. So that is my practice. Like I'm not, I don't sit there alone. Like, yeah. I cannot do. I can yeah. do Headspace. Um, and that's my go-to. I think people have this perception that meditation's like clear your thoughts, no yes. thoughts, sit alone. It's like you can meditate when you're walking. Yeah, like you can meditate. Honestly. See, for me, I'm very adamant about it. Like being at the same time every day. Which is good. Okay, so I can't. Like I don't think I can meditate and walk. Mm. It's like, but I, I see how people could do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not like. Uh, my mind is not that clear all the time that I can just do that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You do it every day. Props to you. I try, I try to. That's I, great. I, I, do. I think it's so important. It's just like that one thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is really helpful. Very cool. So going from 
living in Connecticut to starting your own blog when you were like, you said 13, 12? 12. Yeah, 12. That's, first off, that's yeah. insane. Like people start their blogs when they're like way older. So being out here in LA, do you have any advice for people kind of creating the life that they want to live? Creating a life for themselves, I should say? Yeah, I have two pieces of advice. Of advice. That's a really good question. Number one is to find your purpose. So whether that is changing your degree or whether that's like breaking up with somebody or in a relationship like that makes you unhappy. Yeah. Um, just really trying to get out of your comfort zone. I think that's so important because so many people are like, I want to do this or I want to be an entrepreneur or a blogger or whatever. And I'm like, okay, for what? Like, I don't do this every day to like wake up and get rich and like, that's it. And then go to bed. Like yeah. that it's yeah. taken all away. I don't care for that. Uh, so I feel like it's really important to find your purpose. And then also number two, to not compare yourself to other people, mm-hmm. especially in LA. And I struggle with this quite often. Um, and I guess it doesn't even matter the city you're in, but there will always be somebody prettier than you, richer than you, um, yeah. you know, looks happier on Instagram than you. If you feed into that, you're going to kill yourself. Totally. So, and like mentally kill yourself. Yeah. Um, so trying to avoid that. And if that means not following certain people on social media, then like unfollow them. Yeah. And I think you'll be able to find a lot of clarity in your life from that. I think that's that last part that you said is amazing. The second I started unfollowing people that made me feel worse after getting on social media, like it was just a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's really easy to compare and it's really easy to compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 100 and then just not realize that like they put in years of work and you're still at the beginning. Of course, you're not going to sure. look like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. It's very difficult to not do that. But I think also, yeah, to realize like, that you have a, your time and place will come. And exactly. if somebody else has had theirs, like, you never know maybe what advantages they've had or connections they had from the beginning. So I don't know. I was kind of thinking of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So throughout your career, have you ever encountered like, I guess you dealt with bullying and everything, but throughout your career, have you ever encountered criticism for the work that you were doing? Yeah, um, I'm lucky that I've never done anything that's like very negative. So any criticism that I've had has never been um, like a personal statement about me, I would say. Um, I'm very cautious about that. But I think I've dealt with criticism in ways of like people saying I'm not going to be successful, so much rejection. Um, And... So that's how I would think of it as criticism, which I guess you, people might not think of like rejection as criticism. But I mean, at the end of the day, like this is a business industry. It's incredibly cutthroat. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. I get DMs and stuff sometimes that are just like people, but like, I just don't even like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even think of that as criticism. I'm like, okay, if somebody's messaging you, they obviously are paying attention to what you're doing. So you're doing, like, I twist There you go. Doing something that, right. That's so true. If people yeah. take the time to be critical that don't know you. That also it's means so it kind of shows your success in yeah, a way. Yeah. I see so that. I think of it like that. But yeah, I'll, um, definitely I would say the criticism from like the rejection. And I mean, I don't have a million Instagram followers, but yet I've done so much in mm-hmm. such a strong period of time. So I think that puts me on an advantage. Yeah. Um, but I'm constantly getting turned down and said no to still even at this point with that because of that stupid number that like I can't figure out what it even is and so I think of that as a very critical yeah I guess negative criticism but yeah I get it so how do you then how do you deal with like rejection nowadays oh my gosh um I just don't care anymore (laughs) I think and I'm saying that seriously yeah for so long sure it hurts a little bit like you know, and they're the, like the bigger things. Like I'm not getting rejected anymore for like 
you know, I want any, like I want a product, I need a product. That's not an issue. Like I'm getting rejected for things like a book deal or like I'm represented now and I want to be represented by like a bigger agency. Um, so that to me is that it hurts, but I also just think it's like, it's not the right time. Like every no right. is a yes in two years. Um, so I kind of am like, I, uh, now I'm just like, it's just not the right person. Like, yeah. and well then usually it's so weird usually within 48 hours if I got like a really hard no like something else will come up that's not on the same level but I'm kind of like why even why would I have even gotten upset about that something else already came up yeah so I kind of just take it with a grain of salt yeah yeah I guess you kind of have to do that like either don't take it personally or after a while you just become desensitized yeah I think also desensitized like I'm very used to that and I also think just realistically there's so many factors that go into rejection so once you can write it's not about you right um unless somebody really says like messages you and they're like you're too fat like it's a no then they're like obviously trying to pin it on you but yeah. there's so many things even with like the book thing like they might have had too many books that were the book that I wanted mm-hmm. it's not about me mm-hmm. it's about the market at the time so right also analyzing kind of like those trends and what is actually out there helps it helps you not get so caught up in thinking you did something wrong when you didn't. Yeah, totally. I'm so curious now what do you is what's the theme of your book gonna be? So it's like a self-help book kind of tied with like a memoir, which sounds weird because I'm only 21, but I've yeah. had quite a life so far. Yeah. So, definitely. Um, I'm hoping to get an official offer like this week from this one um, company, but I was in talks with Harper Collins for like a year and then they literally offered me the book and then they were like no. Um and that's ultimate that, like that sucks. And so I don't even want to call that rejection because it's like it just things happen, yeah. but wow, that's a lot. And yeah. it sucks. And it was because of the Instagram following. And I was like, since when can you not what? get a book? You know, I have friends with no Instagram followers and they were bought, they've been given $100,000 advances. But it's the thing is, it's not about me. It's the market at that time right. and the perception of what the book would be in the aisle that it would sell it. So it was just that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that this one comes through and it's yeah. a different publisher. But it took, you know, it's been like six months now. I didn't expect another one to come up so quickly. So it's just a yeah. waiting game. Sometimes. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Thanks. Wow. Do you have any good tips for how to uh, keep a good practice of writing? Have I, you started the book? I did. I okay. started the book and I've been working on it for a while and the proposal's all done. I don't know. I mean, for me, like writing is my life. So right. I, when I had nothing else, I just kept writing. So I feel like if you were somebody who wants to write and is like, but like they, you don't find yourself waking up every day eager to write, then like maybe that's not the right thing. Maybe yeah. you should try like Tumblr or like posting like smaller poems or something. Yeah. A lot of people ask that all the time. Um, that the question about writing, and I feel like that maybe it's just not your like it's just your side thing. Yeah. Um, but I would say, yeah, I mean, and I don't know. It depends also like what you like to do. You can write interviews with people. Like you don't have to be writing long blog posts about fashion. Exactly. Yeah. So you can try out different things and kind of see what you like. Yeah. That's such a good point. There are totally different formats and different, especially nowadays, there's diff- so many different platforms you can do like writing and stuff. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe I'm biased. I'm always just like, everyone write. It's so good for you. It's so cathartic, but I'm probably just biased. No, it's very therapeutic. I mean, yeah. if you do it for a living, because then some people yeah. are writing things that are like, oh, this is like monotonous. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think writing in a journal is also great. Yeah. Maybe one day that journal might be made into a book or a movie. Like, you never know. Yeah, exactly. Any way to write this good. Exactly, yeah. So, a lot of people... Well, I shouldn't say it. Like, I've heard some people talk about how they just don't like how they're living their life or that the story of their life has just been difficult and hard and they can and that keeps them from, like, pursuing their dreams or just seeing their life as, like, very hard. Um, do you have any tips for people kind of just rewriting their story and re-envisioning how their life can turn out? 
Yeah, that's a really good question too. These are very good questions. You know, my life is not easy. I spent my childhood visiting my dad in jail for a crime he didn't commit. Like I, wow. most people don't know that about me. Um, and that I was bullied and my sister's a drug addict. Like I have yeah. not had it easy and look what I've done with my life. So I want to be, and that's why I do this. And mm-hmm. I work so hard at it is because I'm so fed up with people. Like you're not going to be the next Kendall Jenner. You're not going to be a Gigi Hadid and you don't want to be that. Like yeah. make your own story. Like people came from so much and they're so privileged, but mm-hmm. there are people out there. Like I'm fed up with people comparing themselves to them and then getting frustrated. They're not going to be that right. Because it's not real life. So I think, um, number one, find the people who inspire you. Like I don't look up to, I really don't follow many influencers or bloggers. Like I did, unless they're my friends, it's not that I don't like them. Like yeah. they're not my interests. They don't keep my interests, but people who keep my interests are like Michelle Obama and Ellen and Oprah, like people who really came from nothing. Uh, and I think that's so important, but then you also have to realize that it took many years to get to where they are. Right. Oh yeah. Um, so right. if you're frustrated about that, then like, I mean, I never once, I mean, yeah, when I was younger, I used to be like, why did this happen to me or why my family? And now I'm like, I'm in a sense glad, not glad that it happened, but I accept it mm-hmm. way because I wouldn't be where I am today yeah. if that hadn't happened. I wouldn't have started my blog. Right. It's kind of like it was a push for you to do yeah. something else and do, and you learn from that stuff. Sure. And, yeah. and life is not going to be easy. And if you feel bad for yourself, somebody will always have it better and somebody will always have it worse. Right. But you, this is your life. So if you can find a way to take those experiences that maybe were a bit more negative than somebody else had and turn it into something positive like I've done like you could do it yeah it's not easy but yeah totally I feel like actually like the best stories and the best advice and the best outlooks come from the hardest times that people have gone through. Yeah. I feel like that's an actual probably quote out there. I mean, it, it really, it really, maybe. Maybe quote. It really <laughs> is. I mean, I can't vouch for that enough. And even the like rejection all the time, constantly like throughout my career to get to where I am today, like that all made me want things more mm-hmm. than said, yes, you get a book deal when you're 12. Yes, you can do this. Yes. Yes. Right. Okay what would I have had to work for? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then you've talked a lot about like social media and the impact on our mental health and everything. Can you tell us a little bit about the program that you started Mint? Yeah. Yeah. So I started a nonprofit back in 2016. I spoke at a conference with this online therapy platform called Talkspace. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they flew me to New York and I did a conference with them and I was the youngest person on the panel. And basically after the conference, I am, I had this idea and was like, why was I not taught about social media in school? I was talking about heroin and cocaine, things that like maybe 5% of people are going to try. The extremes. Not that it's not important to know about the side effects of using substances, but like what's really making people have issues is social media and um, Snapchat and stuff. And that's kind of when I had this idea to put together this program where we go into schools and we educate people on the effects of social media on their mental health. So it's been a very rocky road for anyone who's listening and knows about nonprofits. They're not easy, Um, but I still have it and it's still incorporated. Um, I had like four business partners at once, then a down to three, two, and now it's kind of just me. Um, but we still have an office and it's out in Holliston, Massachusetts. And oh, wow. I put on the talks whenever I can. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's difficult because with nonprofits, like you're really not paid. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's passion. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. So that's why if I can't do as many talks on that topic, I write more about that topic. Yeah. That's so interesting. I honestly can't even imagine what it would be like nowadays to grow up as a teen. Like very difficult. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. Yeah, because like I would think. I feel like I was on the cusp. 
I, I posted my first Instagram image my sophomore year of college. Oh, wow, okay. So I feel like I was on the cusp of it becoming a thing in college, but like high school, yeah. I could not even imagine how cutthroat things are right now in high school. I can't imagine. I Social can't media. imagine having children right now. It gives yeah. me a heart attack. Yeah. Like, I, I know. No, no kids. I don't even know what I would say to that. <laughs> like, I would be like, no internet. Don't walk Get out the phone. <laughs> don't black curtains. Like, right? Like, look out. That's oh my gosh. Yeah, so I think I feel like that's really amazing, really so important. I mean, especially I know it's hard since it's not what makes you an income and stuff, but it's still like you're passionate about it and you're trying to make a difference in it. And I feel like it's ridiculous. It should be something that's talked about in school. So kids just like I mean, we can have some clarity and we can be like unfollow influencers and like yeah, our lives maybe like not like that, but undeveloped minds and like high schoolers and stuff they're just sometimes they're just not able to see that way yeah and you want the life that you're seeing somebody else that they have and yeah scientifically like why would you not want to be on yachts and stuff until right like you realize that like that's not really what they're doing they're just posting that they're doing that so i just like trying to give people a perspective into like real world versus the online world it's so important right now yeah yeah i love that that's really beautiful yeah, thanks so I'm so curious, like, how does it feel getting into the work that you do and speaking on panels and, and stuff when you're so young? Um, I don't feel young. Okay. Like, I do not feel young. Like, yeah. I think that sounds silly, but, like, I've been in this world and doing this for so long. Mm-hmm. I've, like, read a company and been financially stable since I was 17. So, like, I don't think of it like that. Yeah. Uh, I actually now sometimes when I started my show with Disney, I sometimes now am, like, I'm too old. I'm like, what happened to me? Like, how did I get old? And now it's like this new wave of like 12 year olds and I can't be like, I'm 12 on the blog anymore. Right. Um, so I, 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 I don't so think of it like that anymore. Yeah. So you've never count, encountered any like adversity or anyone being like, oh. Oh, yes, all the time. When but I, I'm like, I don't even, I'm like, I just feel like I'm so educated in this industry that like I've been, I've been doing it for so long that it, I, but I'm, I'm constantly, yeah, being told like you're too young or you're too young. Um, when, you know, I get a lot of, positive praise about you've done so much in the amount of time and I always think that's where it comes in like I'm too hard on myself I always think like I feel like I haven't done enough I think mm-hmm. I haven't done enough um but I'm getting better at not thinking like that but yeah, yeah I mean I've, I've constantly gotten turned down from things because I'm not 24 or 25 like I can barely even rent a car still yeah yeah so I try not to think too much about too much thing. about that yeah yeah that's good that's good yeah. I'm just I was just curious I feel like some people would be some people get scared, like, oh, they're too old or they're too young to get into things. And I feel like it's just, like, if you have the passion, like... Yeah, I never think... For I mean, would I now... If you ask me now, if I wouldn't have started a blog, like, today, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I would probably say no. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't think you should, but I do not think... I mean, I started my blog because I love to write. I never wanted money or anything right. from it. So I think if you're going into something now with that intention, which is very common in 2019 that I'm seeing from people, is that's yeah. all they want, that I don't think you're going to be successful. But that's just my personal opinion. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of like make money online type things right now. And a lot of it is money driven money yeah. uh, like to, to make money to make money quick and stuff I and know. I feel like they could but yeah. it's maybe not sustainable and as it should be though everyone has to make a living like now I have to like you know, yeah. I have to do like things that like okay I wouldn't have necessarily said yes to this like maybe it's I don't know um, now I'm like pretty okay with like but maybe like a year ago like I needed $300 so badly so I would have said yes to like posting about 
like a shoe brand. If I didn't necessarily love the shoe, right? But like you do what you have to do to survive. I'm not going to sit That's here. That's true. Like, yeah. Oh my, God, my whole 20 years of my career has been that long. Every single <laughs> brand like I'm obsessed with. No, there were ones that I wasn't. But, yeah. Like, can you really yeah. blame me sometimes at the end yeah. of the day for having to? Like, sometimes you have to say no unless it's something that you're like, this is terrible. Yeah. There's somebody out there who's going to like that sneaker mm-hmm. well, yeah I get that too especially when you're starting out and stuff it's like uh, you kind of yeah you have to make a living somehow yeah yeah there's other ways to do it though at the end of the day too like if you really want to be in this industry and it's very difficult to make a living like being a blogger like if you want to be an influencer so like a lot of people still have to do other things yeah 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 exactly yeah. personally I'm curious how do you how do you juggle having so many different outlets for your media company and for like the different things that you do? You speak, you write, you do your podcast. How do you juggle it all? Juggle it all. It's very difficult sometimes. Um, I just wrapped this big summit, and that was like the most. Oh yeah, I saw that. The before the summit, yeah, yeah, yeah. so exciting. Uh, It was very exciting, but it was a lot. Yeah, Um, and it put me on a completely different like trajectory, and mentally, it just pushed me into my like mental capacity um Mm -hmm. and I think that there's a few things um I mean I have a team now I have a manager and a publicist and an assistant and then I have like producers off the Disney show and it's definitely helpful but at the end of the day like it's still me so anything and like anyways if I don't work tomorrow I'm not gonna make money Mm -hmm. right so like it's not like they are not making their money for me they're not they don't right like the team doesn't people think that like the whole team thing they don't they don't work in the way that you think. They're not actively, like, necessarily getting you jobs ever. Mm. It's more so they're, like, helping you negotiate the deals that you yeah. get. Um, and so I think now, like, I know when I'm at a point where I really need a break and I'll just, like, I'll take a day, even mm-hmm. though it's difficult. Like, I really put it, like, I canceled an entire day of interviews the other day at Disney. It was when I had my son, which is the first time I've done, I've never done that in my whole time working there in, like, eight months because I was... Literally, I was losing my mind. I mm-hmm. was like, so so anxious. I couldn't even. I couldn't even move. Um, yeah. And I think just not trying to push yourself like that. And then also, like I mean, if I ever woke up and didn't love this anymore, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the like the stress sometimes. Yeah, like, I get that. It keeps you. Yeah. Going through work. Otherwise, I could be like, oh, okay, I'm 21. I'm successful. I've been at four. Like I'm done. What else yeah. do I have to do? But like. I'm like, like, oh my God, no. Like, no way. More. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And I guess it does have a, a certain kind of mentality, but yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. So I have two questions that I ask everyone that comes into my podcast. And the first one being, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh my gosh, I love when podcasters have like their two questions that they ask. <laughs> one's so different. My advice that I would give my younger self would be to... Um, not sweat the small stuff, but I give yeah. that to myself like every day. So. You, like, tell yourself that um, every morning. <laughs> definitely in the old, like when I was younger, yeah, I would say don't get too wrapped up in like that. And also like don't get wrapped up in boys. I used to get like try and get so much validation from boys and boys suck. Yeah. Like not like boys suck, like do yeah. like boys like are boring or like whatever, dating in general, like whatever, whoever you date, a girl, like out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, not getting too wrapped up in that. That's a really good piece of advice and something I've never touched on on my, on my podcast. But yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, this isn't like a feminist, like, boy talk type thing, but it's just like they can be distracting. And when you're young and you don't really know what you're looking for and like you, they may be toxic or just, again, distracting, it's like 
Yeah, and I think that it's you can have both. Like I do, I, I worked with a girl who I really like, Nicolette Mason, and I do follow her. Um, and I've had her on both my shows, and I think she's fantastic. And she posted something on her story the other day, and somebody was like, "Are you in a relationship?" And she was like, "If I am, I'm not talking about it online." And also, I'm fed up with people saying you can't be like a boss bitch and have a relationship. Like, yeah, and I completely oh, agree. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but you also have to go through like those ups and downs with different relationships with people. I think to realize that totally. I guess it's true. Yeah. You have to realize what you don't want yes. through others. Yes, yeah, a yeah. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. Oh, now I'm like, oh, now you have a I could talk about dating. Oh my gosh, I would love to talk about a whole Dude, podcast episode. We do a whole dating. podcast. Well, I'll, maybe I'll we'll have you on again. We can do a whole one on dating. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think it's such a fascinating topic. It is. Yeah. You know, I used to like, stray away from it a lot and like not like it was like. I don't know because I've gone through a lot of boyfriends and I've dated a lot, but and now somehow I'm like a uh, top writer and medium for relationships. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, how really? Did, yeah, I'm like, how did this happen? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, so cool. Oh my god. And, yeah. Thank you. And I'm just like, I always tell people, like, some people will be like, what do you write on? And I like relationships, mental health, and then they're like, oh, relationships. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how that happened. But then you wouldn't, <laughs> if you hadn't had those like ups and downs, exactly. Like my childhood, I wouldn't be, you wouldn't be doing that. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Now I look back and I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense because yes. I dated a lot yes. so it makes sense that I have a lot to say yes, about it exactly yeah that's funny um okay and then the last question I meant to kind of explain this to you before but I'll say it now so my question is what do you hustle for and so the whole practice is supposed to be people kind of hustling for themselves hustling from the internal instead of being like success money fame all that stuff so what do you think that it your hustle is you know i want young people to know that regardless of what they came from they can make their life whatever they want it to be and i don't think there's enough people and there certainly wasn't when i was growing up that are really authentic and truly have kind of found their purpose especially at this age and i want to be that person yeah um so like i said like it's great now that i get paid to speak at these things and whatever but i would do it even if i wasn't getting paid yeah uh, because I think that that one-on-one energy you have with somebody when you really know that like your story is valuable and can help inspire somebody is mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. Um, that's why I do it all. Yeah. Yeah. I love that's that. It. And then, okay, cool. Sorry. I just got distracted. <laughs> no, I think that's beautiful because you're right. There isn't that many people that's kind of like, look, no matter how your, how your circumstances were, like you can make something of yourself. And you're right. I didn't see much of that when I was, when I was growing up. No. And even now, and I, I mean, because of social media, yeah, yeah, that's where I think there's that negative side. It's that all of these people, I mean, you ask anyone who inspires them, I guarantee not like one kid out of 10 is going to say like Michelle Obama. They're going to say Kylie Jenner or which is like, I have nothing against those people. Yeah, but totally. Like, that's what's making you depressed is that you're comparing yourself to a person who you're never going to be like. I'm right. never going to be like because you want to be your own version of you. Right. So if you want to start a makeup company, you need to realize like you're not going to be a billionaire overnight. Yeah. You don't have those connections. Exactly. So, like, do it with the intention of nothing. And then when something happens, it'll be so much more special. I guarantee you that. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for all of the amazing advice oh, and like, yeah, of course. Um, do you want to give people some information about how they can follow you and find you online? Sure. Yes, you can follow me on social media. It's at Alexa underscore Curtis. And if you want to see about the summit, it's at Be Fearless Summit. And then my website is www.lifeunfilteredwithalexa.com. Very cool. And so the Fearless Summit, when, where, when is the next one? Yeah. So the first one was Drexel University of Philadelphia on March oh, 15th. Cool. 
I want to do one later this year, but it's like planning a wedding and I didn't realize that. So it would probably be later this year, maybe in like December. But if it was somewhere, I would really like it. I think now to be in a real campus, I'd like it to yeah. be like Vanderbilt or like Princeton. I like to be in a city, but I don't think it got the same effects of like being on a true college college campus. campus. That'd be really cool. Yeah. So if but, you have ideas, send them to me. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, if anyone is out of college and has some connections, yeah. what's up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. Thank you for asking so many intelligent, cool questions. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Hustle podcast. If you want to, you can follow along with me on Instagram. My handle is at wanderwithkirsty, W-A-N-D-E-R with K-I-R-S-T-I-E. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you didn't like. Let me know what you want to hear. It's better than just you listening to my voice all the time. I do want to actually get to know and talk with you guys. Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please, please leave me a review. I want to hear what you think, and it really helps other people that want to find my podcast be able to search for it. So, until next week, guys, remember, keep choosing yourself, keep hustling for yourself, because in the end, you really do deserve it.